When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Here's what's uh, going on in hockey. 4-3 Blue Jackets leading the Islanders. That's four minutes into the third. Five minutes into the third. Sabres beating the Devils 5-2. Coyotes and Avalanche just getting underway. As I was mentioning there before break, it's uh, another upset in the NCAA tournament. Number one, Alabama. Not just the number one seed in the South. The number one seed for the whole tournament. They are out. San Diego State, the five seed in that region, beats them 71-64. And it looks like Houston is going to lose as well, which would mean no more number one seeds left in the tournament. Miami's leading Houston 74-60. That's also a five against a one. Later, a 15 against a six. Princeton against Creighton. And then a two against a three. Texas against Xavier. Uh, I guess the winner of that game is going to be the best team left in the tournament based on uh, on, on seedings. There have been some uh, pretty significant upsets here along the way. Oilers tomorrow against Vegas. 6.30 for the face-off show. Gabe at 8 here on 6.30, Chet. And as Morley was telling you, the Elks this week, Morley and Dave live from the CFL Combine, 9 to 10 a.m. tomorrow here on 6.30, Chet. Oil Kings with a, uh, a couple of matinees here to close out their regular season. Of course, uh, no playoffs for the Oil Kings this year as they are rebuilding, and their play-by-play voice is Andrew Peard. Andrew, how are you doing? Doing all right. How are you tonight? I, I'm doing very well. Before, Okay, sorry, Andrew. we got to put you back on hold so you can hear this. Uh, Ladislav Schmid, Oil Kings development coach, on Inside Sports last night a play, uh, on playing in a game recently against his 8-year-old son. My son wasn't very happy with me because I, uh, I, I tripped him a little bit and uh, he fell hard. Actually, I, <laughs> I, um, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. And uh, yeah, he tried to, he tried to fight me, and he didn't, uh, he didn't talk to me for the rest of the night as well. So uh, oh, it didn't geez. turn out very well. <laughs> How old is he? He's only eight, so uh, it's, <laughs> it was so, hilarious. So you're just he's out got, there, uh, yeah. You're still playing that rugged exactly game, eh? Yeah, yeah. He snaps exactly as I do, so uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be great uh, watching him growing up. Well, Andrew, uh, Laddie Schmid has certainly brought a certain energy to the Oil Kings organization. Yeah, he really has, and it's uh, good to see. I can't say I'm surprised by any of that unfolding between Laddie and his son. His son's obviously cut from the same cloth as he is. I don't know what's more surprising, that he tripped his son in a game or that his son reacted the way he did, but, uh, you know, that that's Laddie to a T, and uh, he's been a great personality, and obviously, I mean, just his, his knowledge of the game, having played uh, in the National Hockey League for as long as he did, he has been uh, a tremendous add to the Oil Kings organization, the coaching staff, and uh, I know a lot of the guys, uh, you know, he does a great job of 
of not only teaching these guys but keeping the mood light, which I think has been something that's been important this year. And uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a great story. And uh, I can only imagine what's going to happen more and more as his son gets older and older and a little bit stronger and maybe a little closer to dad in strength. Yeah, that that was a fun one for sure. Okay. For, for you guys, uh, home and home against Calgary, 2 p.m. at Rogers Place on Saturday. So that's tomorrow. Final chance for fans to see the Oil Kings this season. And then at the Hitman on Sunday. How are the Hitmen doing here? Where, where are they positioned with the playoffs coming up? Well, right now, they're seventh in the Eastern Conference. They, for the time being, I mean, they look home and cooled right now. They need just one point uh, this weekend against the Oil Kings to, to secure a spot, although uh, they could end up securing a spot by the end of the night tonight should uh, the Messinat Tigers defeat the, the Swift Current Broncos in, in really any fashion tonight, then the Calgary Hitmen would be into the playoffs. But at the same time, things could unfold, whereas that game on Sunday down in Calgary could mean absolutely everything for the Hitmen. And boy, wouldn't that be a fun way for the Edmonton Oil Kings to close your season going into the Saddle Dome and an opportunity to maybe uh, send the Hitman to the golf course uh, with them. Okay. Well, look, we know the story for the Oil Kings. Uh, you know, three incredible seasons. Uh, went to the Memorial Cup last season, so we knew it was going to be a bit of a rebuilding process this year. Some trades along the way, obviously. Um, but and I said this to Laddie the other the other night, and you know you've been kind enough to book several of the players for the show over the season. I, I see the guys doing some of their training today. They were playing some kind of foot volleyball game with a makeshift net uh, in the Zamboni area. It, you know, it's it doesn't it's never struck me as a team that's that's sitting around feeling sorry for itself though. No, no, it really hasn't, and it's it's a credit to the coaching staff. It's a it's a credit to the leadership group. I think they've done a good job of, of implementing the message of of what this season was going to be all about. And and quite frankly, the, this season wasn't going to be about wins in the win column or or points. It was going to be about continuing on the culture that had been built here over the course of the last four years. Obviously, Luke Pierce taking over from Brad Lauer. Um, this team knew with the the skill set that was coming out of this lineup and and some of the younger bodies that were coming in that you know that might not tra translate to success on the ice but they know they can have success off the ice within that dressing room continuing to build upon what is I would say probably the best culture going in the Western Hockey League in terms of doing um, all the right things uh, away from practice away from the rink to make sure that they're ready to compete and they're they're continuing to develop and we've seen that this team has developed this year I know it's hard to see when you just look at the box scores but uh, in the second half of the season the win total is up the goal scoring per game is up the power plays up the penalty kills up um, really this is a team that that is trending in the the right direction um i, I don't know how much more improvement we're going to see next year obviously it's going to be a better team next year i'm not going to come on the show and say they're going to be in the whl playoffs next year but this is a team that is on the right course and i think the coaching staff has just done a, a phenomenal job with the group that they've got yeah and like you said a chance to uh to play spoiler or mess things yeah. up here for the hitman with the with the final two games on the weekend is there uh is there a favorite oil kings game or moment you have from this season i know i'm kind of putting you on the spot because <laughs> I, I know for me with oilers sometimes all the games blend together but you know there, there were some pretty nice moments and a couple big wins along the way yeah, there, there, there certainly was. Um, you know, the one that well, there's two that really stand out to me, and that was um, I, I think it was the first win on home ice this year. It came in overtime against the Victoria Royals and Rhett Melnick, who was acquired this past summer for for Jalen Lipin and would go on to eventually be named the Oil Kings captain. He scored the overtime winner on that night, and that was uh, you know it was pretty good to see him sort of etch his name uh, into the lore of the Edmonton Oil Kings and and have that big kind of coming out moment. And then of course Gavin Hodden that you speak of coming out moments um, against the Brandon Wheat Kings. 
the night the Oil Kings unveiled their new alternate uniforms this year. Uh, Gavin Hodnett at that point had not scored a goal in the Western Hockey League. He decided to score three that night and add two assists. And, you know, Gavin Hodnett is uh, the premier player for this team over the next few years. And that was the moment he really arrived in the WHL. And, uh, you know, he showed just how dominant he can be on that night. And really, he hasn't looked back since then. Uh, you know, basically since he came back from the under-17s, he's been nearly a point-per-game pace. And that's at 16 years old. Not a lot of players can say they've done that. So, um, you know, those are the two that, that certainly stand out to me. Okay. I want to throw a couple more here at you. Heading into the playoffs here, and, you know, I, I'm not nearly as immersed in the Western Hockey League as you are, so I want to get your perspective. If someone said to me, okay, tell me something about the dub this year, I'd say, well, there are all these crazy trades <laughs> leading up to the deadline. <laughs> and I would say, well, Connor Bedard got 70 goals and has an almost 40-point lead in the scoring race. Uh, like, Are those the two most memorable storylines from the regular season, or what would they be in your mind? Well, I, I think it is Connor Bedard. I mean, this is the most special player that has come through the Western Hockey League maybe ever, probably ever, especially when you consider what it is that he has done this season at just 17 years old. And right when you think he's going to start to slow down, he goes out and has like a six or a seven-point night, scores four goals, and they're all highlight real variety and you know he just simply is a player that's playing in the western hockey league that at 17 years old he should probably already be playing in the national hockey league and it won't be long until he's doing just that but uh no and then you mentioned all the trades and i think that's the exciting part about the western hockey league this year is it's a year in which the memorial cup is being hosted in the western hockey league and when you see that everybody gets championship fever and uh, it played out beautifully right before the whl trade deadline we saw the winnipeg ice swing for the fences we saw the camels blazers swing for the fences the seattle thunderbirds have been doing it uh, all year long as uh, you know they're looking for a little retribution from last year after losing in the finals they want to win the championship this year so uh, you know we've got three real powerhouses in the western hockey league this season it would have been four had Chad Lucius not gone down with a season-ending injury almost as soon as he got to the Portland Winterhawks because they were a team that was really feeling it, but losing him kind of sucked the life out of them a little bit. But, I mean, that, that, that's been the biggest storyline is that it's not just three really good teams that you say have a shot at. These are three powerhouses. Every night you go and watch those three teams play, there's a handful of guys on all those rosters that could be playing the National Hockey League as soon as next year. Yeah. Well, I, I, I remember that the, the trade deadline, and then uh, just to tell people a little uh, brief story behind the scenes, because the, the night of the trade deadline, you guys had a home game, and yeah. I was going to do inside sports uh, from Rogers Place, and you were going to come on with me, and then all the Gunther stuff came down, and I phoned you. <laughs> And I remember you answered the phone and you were just like, let me guess, you want Kurt on instead of me. I was like, well, yeah, I got to have the GM, <laughs> the GM on now. <laughs> and he made this this big trade. So, yeah, that was a pretty uh, memorable time as well. Uh, final home game of the regular season. Look, I, I know you guys still have had some really enthusiastic crowds. You, you always make, uh, make it fun and welcoming for fans and, and families. Anything special going on tomorrow? I mean, I know there's always a 50-50 and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's going to be our team awards. We're going to hand them out before the game, so uh, that's always fun to see. And it, honestly, it's, it might be uh, one of our biggest crowds of the year. I know we're closing in on that uh, same attendance number that we had against uh, our, our, back in December for the Teddy Bear Toss night. I mean, we're well into the upper bowl for the game, so uh, you mentioned it, just the support that the Oil Kings have gotten from this community, and it dates back for the, you know, the 16 years that this team has been in the WHL. It's just been phenomenal, and they, they stick with this team through thick and thin. And, I mean, the most beautiful thing is, 
the Edmonton Oil Kings are going to finish last in the Western Hockey League standings this year. They're going to finish number one in attendance, and that's a credit to, to the people of Edmonton and the fans uh, of the Edmonton Oil Kings. So we got uh, one more big one. And you mentioned the 50-50. We're going to have you know close to 14,000 people at the game. It's going to be a big 50-50, Reed. I'll make sure to buy your ticket for you, uh, <laughs> but everybody else is going to want to make sure they get in the building. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Maybe let me handle that, okay? I'll, I'll All be right. okay. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear, though, about the uh, attendance and uh, and that fans have kept supporting the team, even though there haven't been as as many wins as last season, though. That that speaks a lot to, A, our our fans here in Edmonton, and also, B, to the work that, uh, you know, Kevin Radomski has done and all your people selling the tickets, doing the promotion. So so that's pretty cool. Hey, man, uh, you're not off the hook for coming on my show every now and then just because your season's going to be over, okay? Well, can we do it live from the golf course a few times? <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out a way to do that. I'm sure our engineers can rig something up. <laughs> Look forward to it. <laughs> that, is, that is Andrew Peer checking in, play-by-play voice for the Oil Kings. That's uh, really encouraging to hear. They're expecting a huge crowd tomorrow, like you said, maybe getting up to 14,000. Afternoon game, 2 p.m. against the Calgary Hitmen, and then the final regular season game at the Hitmen, 1 p.m. on Sunday. So just to get back to the tournament here, that basketball tournament, Miami's now up 86-70 on Houston with just a minute 49 left. So this will be the first time ever that no number one seed will be in the uh, final eight of the tournament, the elite eight, as they call it. Alabama eliminated a few minutes ago, and now uh, Houston on the way out. I'll tell you what, we've added a guest tonight between 7.30 and 8.00, our buddy uh, Steve Sir, great 3x3 player, GM of the Stingers. Remember, he's an alum of San Diego State. <laughs> they just knocked off Alabama, so we're going to get his reaction as we move along this evening, too. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. It's five on four. We're scoreless in the first. McDavid scores! He banked it off with the goaltender and in! And it's one nothing Edmonton. Felt like I was kind of pressing for, for the 60th all night. Valamaki threw to Boyd. He gave it away to Drysaddle. Breakaway pass to McDavid. Here's McDavid! And he was just telling me that he, I guess, slammed a stick against the boards after. And I just saw their guy uh, bobble it, so I, I, I tried to strip him and, and obviously saw Connor again. McDavid again got it from dry side. Oh, scores! Connor McDavid puts it right up in the roof, and the Oilers win it 4 3 in overtime. Connor McDavid gets to 60 goals on the season. You're not going to get many better looks than that, and not every day you get two breakaways back-to-back like that, so uh, he made uh, two unbelievable plays. 60 goals in that short of time span is amazing, Um, but I I keep going back. You guys have heard me say this a million times, but I keep going back to the fact that what drives him is team success. You know what? I mean, at the end of the day, they're all just a number, but 60, uh, you know, a lot of great players in the past have done it, and it feels good to to join that list. um, obviously, we got a lot, a uh, lot of work left on this year, and um, you know, looking forward to putting ourselves in a good spot heading into uh, into the postseason. You know, obviously, he's going to downplay it, um, as as we all know, but uh, it's it's pretty hard to score in this league, um, and to score score 60 
uh, in a season and, and still have 10 games to go is, is pretty remarkable. He's not somebody that, that stays still. He's someone that pushes, and that's what the best do. And he certainly is the best player in the world. Great job by Brandon Escott putting together that package on Connor McDavid getting to 60 the other night against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I guess he's still, well, not a guess. He does have a chance at 70. He'd have to get a goal per game the rest of the way. But certainly within the realm of his powers as the Oilers have won five straight, taking on Vegas tomorrow night at Rogers Place for fun. Your ultimate Oilers forward line, but you can only take one player from the 80s, one player from 91 to 2014, and one player from 2015 to now. Do we get a couple more trickle in there, Kellen? Oh, we definitely did. Yeah, we'll start with Norm in a combine who says he's going to go with uh, Mark Messier, Bill Guerin, and Leon Dreisaitl. Goal scoring and toughness, and that's from Norm in a combine, of course. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Hey, Norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair actually sent in a couple, so I'll read these off. Uh, he's got, and this is very interesting, this first one. He's got Kelly Bookberger listed as his 80s pick. He's got Mike Greer from the 90s, and uh, he's got Jesse Pugliarvi. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, uh, you found a nice limb to go out on, Blair. <laughs> <laughs> his his uh, second uh, uh, line or second selection for a line is uh, Doug Waite, Peter Klima, and Jesse Pugliarvi. Wow, well, well, big Pugliarvi fan. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's – I think Jesse's having a bit of a tough time in uh, in Carolina so far. They're a pretty good team, though. Mm-hmm, All right, that, sure. was, that, uh, that was fun. 780-496-0063. It's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. We will get Steve Sir on the uh, hotline for a, a look at the uh, crazy NCAA tournament. You'll, uh, we'll finally get to those Zach Hyman comments I've been promising you. And, oh, my goodness, we're going to name the animal all before 8 o'clock.